You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. She's got the news. She talks with newsmakers. She encourages us to laugh, and she cries with us. Speaking truth to power and questioning authority daily, it's The Nicole Sandler Show. Make attorneys, get attorneys, MAGA. That's what it stands for, watch how they depose Will the lawyers that the lawyers got need lawyers so they don't get caught? That's how MAGA goes His attorneys jump and ship, that's MAGA And they're hoping that they didn't leave too late One rat's on the other in a desperate try to cover up association with the orange and great. While those who try to overturn elections, including Giuliani, Eastman, and Ms. Bob, they're hiring lawyers left and right, but mostly right. Oh, what a sight, and that's the mega mob. Today he's been accountable for nothing, but that coup could turn into a costly move. And those top secret documents he spread across the continents, that's not so hard to prove. Former White House lawyers make predictions That jail time is a likely consequence Taco Pina's still on board for juries That's a sour cord that dude lacks cognizance The orange one's mouth is filled with a silver spoon His birthright It's the only reason he's not yet in jail if he keeps it up with E. Jean Carroll, that'll put his funds in peril. Nothing left for bail. Make attorneys, get attorneys, MAGA. That's what it stands for, but who pays the bill? Layers of lawyers won't resolve the issues that they need to solve as MAGA flows down the hill. MAGA flows downhill 
Okay. Well, I guess it rhymes. Uh, that is Don Karen Parody Project. And I'm telling you, New something you? something must be going on with this man because for, I don't know, for years, he's been cranking out these parody song videos once every three or four weeks or five or six weeks, you know, um, once a month, once every other month or something like that. But um, in the last couple of weeks, he's done almost one each day. So... I worry when people get really prolific like that. I hope I hope he's in good health and everything is fine. And he's just gotten a burst of creativity. All I know is what's going on around here. I've gotten a burst of depression, but, you know, I, I guess I'm more prone to that than uh, creative. And more on that later. So the House did it last night, and I was right, uh, you know. It, it, it was tough deduction there. Um, they broke. They must have, uh, you know, broke for dinner, and then they came back later to vote on the uh, the the um, what do we call it? The the debt ceiling bill uh, that that obviously was much better. Well, <laughs> I don't, no, it wasn't. Um, that more Democrats voted for than did the Republicans. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You know, one thing I never got to yesterday that I wanted to share with you was, um, and I had a bunch of audio to play for you, the closing arguments as um, Jim McGovern, Congressman Jim McGovern of, of Massachusetts, did the close, after the debate ended, closed out the arguments for the Democrats. And then Tom Cole of Oklahoma um closed him out for the uh, for the Republicans. And each one was, relatively speaking, at least in congressional oratory terms, they were short. Uh, they were both really short, um, under four minutes. So, But I want to share with you the difference and the way each side framed the debate about the debt ceiling. And you heard David Day and yesterday, I hope, uh, on this program, talking about what it really is. And the thing is, it's just stupid. It is the debt ceiling is stupid. First of all, we are the only country in the world who has such a thing. There is one other country, I forget which one, that has a debt ceiling, but it's so high that they'll never hit it. But here we create this false uh, ceiling that 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 you know congress keeps passing uh spending bills you know they keep uh, they keep uh, uh allocating funds for projects that are necessary and um and for whatever reason we've got this stupid debt ceiling katie porter explained it for us beautifully yesterday i hope you heard that video um that that segment um but basically she said look it's an artificial constraint and it doesn't mean anything. She said, if I decide that, you know, I I don't want to put more than a thousand dollars on my credit cards, that's my debt ceiling. That's my personal debt ceiling. But then I go shopping. Kids need food and clothes and, you know, I need stuff. And I go and check out and realize that on this one shopping trip, it's 500 bucks. And I know that that's going to take me above my my self-imposed $1,000 debt ceiling, doesn't matter. You charge the stuff, you put it on the credit card, and when you sign your name on that charge slip, 
We still do that, right? Some places. Um, it's your signature. You're saying, yes, I will pay for these things that I just bought. And then you do. Katie Porter asked the witness at whatever hearing it was at. So if I simply tell the credit card company that, you know, I, I set up this debt ceiling for myself so I don't overspend and my debt ceiling was $1,000. So anything over that I'm not paying. <laughs> she said, will that, will that be okay? And I said, no, you will default. Your credit will be destroyed. Your, uh, you know, good luck. Buying a car, buying a house, getting a job, doing anything because everybody checks your credit score. And so this will fuck up your credit. You know, yesterday at the beginning of the show, I made a comment about the Republicans being willing to risk the good faith and credit of the United States. And somebody in the chat room, actually somebody who I know is a regular listener, has been here for a long time, said, what's with all the the nationalism, Nicole? The nationalism? Because I, I, I mentioned the good faith and credit of the United States. Look, say what you will about this country. But we've always had good credit. That's all this is about. The United States, you know, is known for some shitty things, but we're also known to pay our bills. So, you know, nationalism? You're, you're barking up the wrong tree there. Sorry. Look, I, I am... I am worthy of lots of criticism <laughs> every day. Bring it. You know, I, 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 I deserve it in many cases, but that one, I don't, when I don't, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll call you out on it. Anyway, nationalism, me? Yes. America is exceptional, exceptional in its stupidity. Yeah. I know. Anyway, um, uh, uh, Karina says, I think the lack of a debt ceiling helped kill off the Soviet Union. No, it didn't. It had nothing to do with it. The debt ceiling is a non-issue. It's stupid. It's made up. It's fake news, except it's not news. It's just fake. It's a, it's, it's like a, you know, a curfew. It's, it's what I just explained, what, what Katie Porter explained yesterday. So, it fell to the Democrats in the House to save this thing because, um, you know, a lot of Republicans did not vote for it. Now, um, actually, they couldn't have passed it on their own. McCarthy had said, well, we'll, you know, we'll get about 150 votes. So, you know, I'll, I'll guarantee 150 votes. So, you know, we need the Democrats to come up with it. They needed to get to 218. But the, the Democrats came out came out. The Democrats voted in larger numbers, the Democrats in the in the House, to pass this debt ceiling bill than did the Republicans. Remember, it was a Republican bill. And that's right, Diane, she said in the chat room, paying our bills is not a budget discussion. Have budget discussions. This is not that. This was a massive waste of time and energy. And the reason I played the clips from 12 years ago when I spoke to David Dayan about the same story is that it wasn't exactly the same story. It was the opening. It w- and, and look, I'm going to piss some of you guys off. I'm sorry. I know you loved Obama. Um, but, you know, 
still, he was better than Trump or DeSantis on their best days on Obama's worst. However, that said, if not for how Obama responded to the first time the Republicans tried to weaponize the debt ceiling and threatened to hold our America's good faith and credit hostage, um, that we wouldn't be having this discussion today. But because Obama gave in and even worse, advocated for a grand bargain, he was willing to go there on Medicare and Social Security. How quickly we forget. Well, I don't forget. And I've got the receipts. Actually, I've got the tape or or the digital audio files of those interviews from 12 years ago. We lived through it. And I sadly still remember it. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to the depression thing, this is part of it because we don't learn a fucking thing. Not a goddamn thing. Actually, we do. Our elected officials don't. It's just same shit, different day. So let's hear how they postured yesterday before they voted. This is Jim McGovern, Democrat, who wrapped up the debate before they went to the vote. Mr. Speaker, I think there is a difference between Democrats and Republicans. Think? I think Democrats have proven that we can govern yeah. uh, and Republicans have proven they cannot. Uh, we've seen the great things that government is capable of doing in the last Congress with Democrats in charge of the House. We invested to rebuild our neglected infrastructure, airports, roads, bridges and ports and yeah. all of our communities. We will see the benefits of that infrastructure bill for years and years to come. We brought manufacturing back to the United States. We passed the CHIPS and Science Act to drive innovation and create good paying jobs. We made the largest investment in climate, protecting our water and our air. We, we strengthened our supply chains and set up new programs to support minority businesses. We lifted a record number of kids out of poverty yeah. in this country. We ensured that our veterans get the health care that they earned. And, and it's, so it's possible for us to deliver for the American people, though I haven't seen much of it this year. Instead, Republicans spent a week in January trying to elect a speaker. Republicans spent the last five months trying to destroy everything that we built over the last two years. They have only enacted three laws in five months, and those laws don't do much. The bill we are debating today may become their fourth law. It would be their biggest legislative accomplishment of the year. Think about that. The biggest accomplishment will be ending a crisis that they created. We've wasted time going back and forth on how to pay our bills. <laughs> you think? The fact that we've had to bend and contort ourselves to get this done to it's prevent disgusting. our economy from falling off a cliff because Republicans wanted to Say play it. games is unconscionable. unconscionable. And it doesn't bode well disgusting. for the future. Finally, let me just say to my colleagues, I plead with my colleagues on the Republican side to not to stop this assault against the poor. Um, every concession in this bill, every demand that Republicans made in this bill hurts somebody and hurts the most vulnerable in our country. That's right. Going after SNAP for older people, yep. a measly Disgusting. $6 a day benefit. $6 Shame on you for doing that. Shame We're on you. We're here to help people. We're here to uplift people. We're not here to demean people. We're not here to try to punish people. Uh, and quite frankly, the, the narrative that the Republicans have been utilizing in this whole debate doesn't reflect the reality. Talk to the people in your district who are struggling. Let them tell you how difficult it is to make ends meet yeah. and, and how maddening it is to, to not know whether you could put food on the table. We can do so much better, but you have to stop this assault against the poor, Hello. against the vulnerable in this country. We, can, we, we need to do better. And I urge all my colleagues, you know, as we move forward in the coming months uh, to keep that in mind. 
Um, we are here to bring everybody uh, forward, not just, uh, just a selective few. We're here to represent everybody, not just the rich and powerful and well-connected and people who give to our campaigns. And again, the contrast here, where we have members of Congress who accepted government-subsidized loan forgiveness Hello. from PPP, yep. and they're the ones who are out here demanding that we nickel and dime programs like SNAP That's and right. TANF. It, That's is, it right. is disgusting, quite frankly, that we're even having this debate. We should be able to do so much better. Mr. Speaker, with that, I yield back my time. Thank you, Congressman McGovern. So that was the wrap-up of the Democrats in the debate before they took the vote on the debt ceiling last night. What he pointed out there at the end is so important. I, I, I wish I had the numbers on me. I didn't do the homework. I didn't do the work to tell you. But I can tell you more than a handful of those Republicans in Congress, many of whom voted against this bill, I mean, voted for this bill, voted to um, punish poor people for the crime of being poor. They took PPP assistance, at lo loans that were then forgiven, in many cases, to the tune of upwards of a million dollars. And they had no problem taking that, but they're begrudging seniors $6 a day in food stamps. You know what that is, don't you? Bullshit. It's bullshit. I, it's happening. It's just wrong. If I was Lauren Boebert, I'd call it fake news. You know what Lauren Boebert did yesterday? She missed the vote. Fucking idiot. She went, I guess, you know, they, they broke for dinner or something. She knew what time they were coming back. And yet she missed it. Lauren, Grandma Boebert, was, was spotted running up the Capitol steps as they closed out the vote, she's one of four members who did not vote. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. I'll tell you what else is embarrassing. Tom Cole. This is Tom Cole, congressman from Oklahoma, who gave the closing argument in the debate for the Republicans. My friend uh, ticked through the impressive list of uh, accomplishments of the last Congress. He forgot to mention Democrats also added 10 trillion dollars hold on a second uh I, i'm not even going to go to the 10 trillion they will not admit we, we had a you know we had a pandemic we had a global pandemic and everything stopped so put that aside but you notice he doesn't mention the four trillion that uh donald trump added to the deficit by way of tax cuts for billionaires OK, so anything he's trying to put on the Democrats for spending is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Uh, fake news. I'm, I'm pretending I'm Republicans. It's just fake news because they won't admit to how much they did. And for every time they argued against the debt ceiling, just remember that they did it three times uh, while Trump was in office and never raised a finger to stop it, never, never raised a concern, not a single problem. But oh, wait, I, I digress. If I do this every time he says something I object to, we're never going to get to Howie today. So, OK, back to it, Congressman Cole. Ten trillion dollars to the trajectory jet debt the, what, uh, the United States will have to deal with over the next 10 years. Yeah. Now, what? Ten trillion dollars is a lot of money. Yep. 
But worse than the money yeah. was the inflation that they unleashed oh, by their reckless really? spending. Again. You care about America? Again, pandemic needed to spend, you moron. Then you don't push the price up of gasoline. They of didn't push home the heating. Didn't push the price of gasoline. In fact, the price of gasoline fell precipitously during the pandemic because nobody was driving, nobody was using gas. And then when it came back on, talk to the OPEC nations. Don't blame it on the Democrats. You fucking see that's fake news of uh, interest rates on their their any purchase they make, uh, <laughs> what they pay at the grocery store. Yeah. My friends you managed had nothing to, to do with that. Worst no, it wasn't your friends in 40 years. Talk to I look Donald. around this chamber. I'm probably the only guy on the floor, Mr. Speaker, that could actually remember that. Uh, Why? Because you're the oldest one there? This was a disaster that they unleashed on the country. Everything yeah, in the bill that. that we fought for, the things that are there and the things that aren't there were to lower the excess spending and to try and tame inflation. My friend. We had a global pandemic, you moron. You notice how they just conveniently forget that act as if it doesn't exist well i guarantee you just go to the grocery store ask okay, any okay, american who hasn't this, gotten this a 15 or 20 percent raise what their life has been like in the how li- about asking any american who didn't get a, a a ppp bailout a giant check and then had that the, the the repayment forgiven how many of your members did that mr cole If anybody wants to play producer and do the research for me, I'd appreciate it. Otherwise, I'll have to do it tonight. And I will. But, yes, Seth is asking, has this clown congressperson got marbles in his mouth? Got something in his mouth. Last two years. So, Mr. Speaker, in closing, I urge all my colleagues (laughs) to support this resolution. You said so much there. With today's bill, we're putting forward common sense reforms that will Ah, save taxpayers' money while also preventing an economic crisis. And the reforms included in this bill are historic. They are. The first year-over-year cut in spending in a debt ceiling bill. The largest rescission of appropriated but unspent funds in history. Yeah, well, rescission of appropriated but unspent funds? Of two requirements for SNAP and TANF, which will help lift people out of poverty. No, it won't help lift anyone out of poverty. It'll ensure that seniors are eating cat food again, you, you masochistic piece of shit. And real reform to the permitting process, which will streamline major infrastructure <laughs> no, not and real energy reform. projects no. and cut the red tape. And, and See, this is called lying. Those are reforms, by the way, that there my friends reforms. did not support. Now, those were things that were put in the bill by Republicans and negotiated for. Yeah, and again, the Democrats voted for it in greater numbers than the Republicans. What does that tell you, Tom Cole? Sadly, uh, they weren't willing to work with us on those. End, and it was only <laughs> the threat of the debt ceiling that actually brought them to the table. Yeah, only it's the threat of the debt ceiling. It's a responsible thing to do to pass this legislation. Well, and in the end, the American people will be better off for it. I do want to be clear on something, Mr. Yeah, Speaker. you did that. This is not the end of House Republicans' fight for necessary fiscal reforms. We have more than $31 trillion. All right, you know what? I had enough of this guy because he's lying. He's just full of shit. But, you know, lying is what Republicans do best.
they're really, really good at it. But I got to tell you two other, I'm going to, two other things. One that I came across this morning in my morning reading, I do read the Politico playbook when it enters my inbox each morning. There's usually a lot of good information there, but they got something really, really wrong. And here's the thing. There's no easy way to respond to them. You know, I guess I could do something on Twitter, but I'll be shouting into the ether and into Elon Musk's uh, dystopian future. Um, They wrote in the Politico playbook this morning, uh, one, this is the first point in their their wrap-up of of the House battle for the debt ceiling raise. One, McCarthy gets a signature win. It was not a win for McCarthy, but okay, let me keep going. It was the greatest test of his nascent speakership. Okay. Uh, And depending on who you ask, he passed. They didn't ask me. All right. Yes, more Democrats than Republicans ultimately voted for the bill. Yes, that is something of a disappointment for McCarthy. Mustering 149 GOP yay votes, given that he'd reportedly guaranteed 150. Oops. But here's the part I had a problem with. Next line says, but... Getting two-thirds of House Republicans to back any debt ceiling increase is a remarkable feat. Bullshit. That's bullshit, Politico. A remarkable feat. You left off the important part. When a Democrat is president. But getting two-thirds of House Republicans to back any debt ceiling increase is a remarkable feat when a Democrat is in the White House. Because Republicans all backed the debt ceiling increases any time a Republican is in the presidency. What, how, and this is just, this is fake news. This is the media fucking with you and lying to you. This is bullshit. bullshit. It's just bullshit. Bullshit. And then, you know, the kicker here, here comes the kicker, uh, is Kevin McCarthy, who goes in front of the cameras today and said this. I think it's wonderful that they voted for it because they are now on record. So they can't sit there and yell, this isn't good. Thank you. So I'll bring something back tomorrow. Let's get the rest of the IRS agents. Let's get the rest of the work requirements. Let's cut more because we are in a big debt. This is fabulous. This is one of the best nights I've ever been here. I thought it would be hard. I thought it'd be almost impossible just to get to 218. Now I found there's a whole new day here. We've woken them up. (laughs) We've woken them up? Oh, my God. They, the Democrats, saved the nation from defaulting because your caucus was ready to do that. You couldn't even guarantee, you couldn't even deliver the 150 votes you guaranteed you spineless piece of turd the 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 backbending the twistle pushing the the the, the pretzel twisting contortions are just ridiculous and yet these people cut nothing except assistance to the people who need help the most in this country what doesn't anybody see Well, we all see it. It's just most people don't speak up about it. Speak up about it. (sighs) David just sent me um, an article from the Austin American Statesman. And it's from uh, uh, September 
Um, and uh, politi- it's a PolitiFact ruling on a viral Instagram post that says image claims to show a list of Republican members of Congress whose PPP loans were forgiven. And PolitiFact ruled true. Here's why. Conservative politicians have condemned President Biden's plan to cancel student debt, which, by the way, they fully killed today or last night. U.S. Representative Vern Buchanan of Florida said it would be unfair to people who didn't take on loan who were already paid theirs off. It goes on and on. I don't need to read that part. Republican members of Congress whose PPP loans were forgiven, read this Instagram post, listed the names of 13 That would be 13 members of Congress, including representatives Matt Gates of Florida, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. And alongside each name was a federal loan figure in the thousands or millions of dollars that had supposedly been canceled under that pandemic era program. The list is a screenshot from Twitter of a tweet made by the Center for American Progress Action, a left leaning policy think tank. Uh, The organization was responding to a post from the House Judiciary's GOP, the House Judiciary Committee's Republicans Twitter account that said, if you take out a loan, you pay it back, period. It only counts if you're a Democrat. That's the thing. See, the Instagram post was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news and misinformation on its news feed. Instagram is owned by Facebook or by Meta. Sorry. In this case, it was true. They'll keep saying it's fake news because that's the only thing they know how to say. It just spews out of their mouths, Lauren Boebert. But it was true. Comparing the Paycheck Protection Program with student debt forgiveness is not entirely parallel, as business loans were designed to be forgiven as long as the money went toward pandemic-related costs and expenses. Oh, now they're bitching that the Democrats ran up the deficit because they took millions of dollars in pandemic assistance that they didn't have to pay back? How is that the Democrats' fault? U.S. Representative Ralph Norman Republican of South Carolina, whose business had their loans forgiven, said, quote, it takes a special kind of idiocy to equate student debt forgiveness to the PPP. The PPP helped people remain employed while the government literally shut down much of the economy. Bullshit. Uh, uh, The deputy director of the president's National Economic Council told the reporters the comparison was fair and Republicans were following a double standard. You think? I, I want to see, do they have the whole, oh, Vern, Bur- Vern Buchanan owns car dealerships in Florida. Okay, before he took office in January 2020, he also took loans, he took in loans from the COVID era program. Um, uh, one, of, one of his car dealerships got a $2.32 million loan. That's Sarasota Ford. Another one, Nissan of Elizabeth City in North Carolina got a $384,200 loan. The government forgave both loans for a combined $2.6 million. But they're bitching that Grandma Patty over there is getting $6 a day in food assistance? Representative Roger Williams, Republican of Texas, Owns a car dealership, 
through the JRW Corporation in Fort Worth that received a $1.43 million loan. Trace Diecast, a Bowling Green, Kentucky company founded by the father of Representative Brett Guthrie of Republican of Kentucky, received a $4.3 million loan. Four, count them, four Pennsylvania car dealerships owned by Representative Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania took in a combined $974,100 in PPP loans. Mike Kelly Automotive LP received one hundred ninety-seven three hundred, uh, one hundred ninety-seven thousand three hundred. That is, Mike Kelly Automotive Group received three hundred twenty-seven thousand five hundred, and Mike Kelly Honda Hyundai, sorry, received one hundred eighty thousand eight hundred. Oh, and there's more. Mike Kelly Chevrolet received two hundred sixty-eight thousand five hundred dollars. And it goes on and on. Representative Vicki Hertzler of Missouri and her husband received a almost $500,000 loan. Five car dealerships owned by the husband of Representative Carol Miller, Republican of West Virginia, received a combined $3.1 million in paycheck protection loans. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And these pieces of crap are bitching because Grandma Emily is getting $6 a day in food stamps. And damn it, damn it, put her back to work. That's what this is about. Yes, I'm pissed. And I'm pissed for good reason, because Democrats don't come back with this kind of ammunition. What the hell are they doing? Somebody should have gotten on the floor of the House yesterday and read every one of them and and asked Marge Q. Green, when are you paying back that money? When are you paying it back, you thief, you con artist, you Republican? Yeah, I'm pissed. I, I mean, it's better, better, better to be pissed and angry than depressed and crying, right? Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes, and they're all fresh. You're going to love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and french fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. Little cookies, tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Shoot. Hey, Howie Klein, hold on. I got I got audio coming in through. I got to pull this down to get to hear you. Hi, you there? I am. Cool. Hi. So, Hi. <laughs> how you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Good. So, uh, you know, I was just, I, I, I just had a little 
a little tantrum of sorts because I'm listening to the closing argument yesterday in the debate for the debt ceiling thing. And I get it. It, it, it. It's the whole the whole thing is bad. The whole situation, the fact that they even wasted all this time on something as stupid as the debt ceiling, it pisses me off. But the fact that the Republicans, what it all boiled down to is they just wanted to make sure that those those greedy old people um, who get six dollars a day in food food assistance and food stamps um, better get back to work if they want those meals. Um, and yet, many of them, many of them who voted against this yesterday or voted for it, um, it, it took millions of dollars in PPP loans that were then forgiven. I, the hypocrisy is just disgusting. Yep, absolutely. You know, when I was watching, I, I actually watched that live as it was happening yesterday, and I was thinking, how do these people get elected? I mean, they, they were just so awful. Uh, they were all bad spokespeople. They had nothing to say. All they did was parrot the, uh, you know, the party line. And, and it was, I mean, it wasn't just the Republicans either. The Democrats were also horrible. They were all just terrible speakers. Right. And and nope, I didn't hear. And again, I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw bits and pieces of it. It was just too frustrating. And so I kept, you know, turning it off. But what I just sat here, I asked somebody, please send me information on which of these members of Congress got these loans, loans in quotation, because they were all forgiven. Funny, my pandemic era loans to keep me afloat were not forgiven. Isn't that interesting how that worked? My SBA loan was not forgiven. I owe like $20,000, something that I struggle every month to pay. But these people had millions of dollars in loans forgiven, and they're bitching that seniors are getting food stamps? Yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, did anyone tell you that Marjorie Taylor Greene was one of the ones oh, who, who took money? Oh, yes. And Lauren Boebert is another one that took oh, money? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And by the way, did you hear Lauren missed the vote? Yes, I, I wrote about that. It was interesting. <laughs> did, did she give an excuse for why she missed it? Oh, I have no idea because I don't listen to anything she said. All I know is that she was running up the steps when they finally closed it out. Yeah, it was strange that she that she didn't vote because she was one of the most vocal in terms of uh, people who uh, were against it. That's I mean, right. She was early on. She was one of the first ones to say it was terrible. And then she missed the vote. Uh, so I wondered about that. Yeah, uh, I guess. I'm more you know, interested in the Democrats who voted no. I think there were 46 Democrats who voted no. Yeah. And I was I was proud of them that they did it. You know, it's important, though, to point out that any one of them, I, I would think, you know, so certainly maybe uh, with maybe one or two exceptions, any one of them who, if Hakeem Jeffries said, this thing is going to fail, we need your vote, right. they wouldn't have asked twice. They wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have had to ask twice. They of course not. Because they didn't obviously want a, uh, a, a, an economic collapse. Among the Republicans who voted no, there was 70-some-odd Republicans who voted no. They didn't care if there was an economic collapse at all. In fact, oh. one of them said it out loud, Tim Burchett from uh, Tennessee. He said, well, I think we need a default. <sighs> because I, Donald I Trump said it. That. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're nihilists. They're, I mean, you know, we, we think of them usually as fascists, which they are, but they're also nihilists. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how they get elected, but, uh, you know, I do know how they get elected, and that's because their uh, constituents are even stupider than they are.
Yeah. Right. No. And I'm looking, you know, and I said this yesterday, somebody in the chat room said Bernie Sanders is voting no. And I said, yeah, he is. Of course he is. However, do not, you know, don't don't uh, be deceived here. If Joe Biden needed his vote to get this passed to avoid a default, Bernie Sanders would cast that vote. Yes. So, yeah, he's voting no because he because it's his conscience, but he would not be the deciding vote to kill it either and ditto for elizabeth warren yep. and jeff merkley that's right and uh with ed markey yep, I mean, the, these people are, are happy they can vote no but i i agree with you if, if biden called them up and said if you don't vote yes we're going to lose they, they would vote yes without I a can. doubt without a doubt and i don't fault them for that because frankly uh, say what you will about Joe Biden. Yes, this was a shitty bill, but based on what the the, the Republicans were demanding, they they got rolled. I don't know about that. Really? I, I, well, yeah. I I, I mean, I, I, maybe, but but I, I yeah. like I said, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it looks to me that the Republicans, you know, they didn't get every single thing they wanted, but I think they got a, a lot of a lot that they shouldn't have gotten. And like what? You know, I, I want to see what Biden does now with this uh, student uh, loan yeah. beat that he had. See, I want to see if he def- if he uh, vetoes it or not. Yeah, well, th- that's the thing. So they did vote on that, and um, and and the Democrats came up short. That the, they voted with the help of a few uh, Democrats, you know, the usual suspects like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema and uh, John Tester um, to right. kill plus plus two others who didn't show up. Oh, you know, very conservative, you know, uh, Mark Warner from Virginia, mm-hmm. for example. You know, he was around. But he didn't show up. <laughs> Just for didn't the vote. vote. That's the chicken yeah. shit way out. At least the others had the balls to say, I'm an idiot. And I'm, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll take the PPP loan forgiveness. But you uh, who are overpaying for your college education and paying for it for 50 years, um, you need to suffer more. You know, it, it, the, the hypocrisy on all ends is disgusting. But anyway, so um, so that the, they with the help of some Democrats, the Republicans killed it. And Joe Biden now has to decide whether or not to veto it. Right. It should be a very, very easy decision for That's him. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, I think he should have vetoed it already. But we'll see what I mean, if you remember, he didn't want to do this from the beginning. No, he was he against yep. this uh, for giving the student loans. And uh, he got talked into it. So we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see what he does. I, I have a suspicion that he, he won't veto it. But I don't think highly of him anyway. So I that's I would always think something like that. Yes, I know. I was surprised, though, Howie Klein. I'm reading Down With Tyranny today. And I see yeah. this. I see this uh, post about. Uh, let me see if I can't find the uh, the headline. It's from a few. You know, you're very prolific. You're, you're um, Down With Tyranny has a lot of stuff. And you can. Um, keep busy reading there. Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I can't find it. But basically, you're talking about the, the three. Oh, here you go. California has three good choices for Senate. Um, and then you, you talk about Barbara Lee and Katie Porter and Adam Schiff. And, you, and, and, and if I had to vote myself uh-huh. today, if yeah. today was the day to vote, I would vote for Barbara Lee. 
Okay. So I just I do want to make that clear. Gotcha. But you did, and I and I figured that I did. Given those choices, I figured that's how you would go. But you say that there's not a whole lot of difference, and you talk about the you know how how politicians are scored on their voting, and there's progressive punch that scores the progressives, and you you point out something really weird. Um, and, and I'm quoting you here. You're right. So far for this cycle, corrupt corporate whores like Tony Cardenas of California, Hakeem Jeffries of New York, Adam Smith, Chantel Brown, Greg Meeks, Troy Carter and Dwight Evans all score 98.53. Exactly as progressive as progress, pro- progressive icons, Corey Bush, Pramila Jayapal, Raul Grijalva and Greg. Is it Kesar? Is that how you say his name? Kesar? <laughs> That works. Okay. Kassar. I I, I always think I see Caesar when I see his name, but okay. Um, And and all three of them score better than the three members of Congress running for that open Senate seat. Adam Schiff at 96.97, Barbara Lee at 96.83, and Katie Porter at 95.59. And you write the differences between those three are fractional and basically meaningless. So, you know, this is a far cry from the things you used to say about Adam Schiff. Yeah, you know, I've known Adam for a long time. I know him from the time he was in the state Senate many, many years ago. And, uh, you know, I've had my ups and he's my he, he he's was my, congressman. He's my congressman. Right. And I know him personally. And I've had my ups and downs with Adam. And, uh, you know, but Adam's district changed pretty drastically. It, it went when he won it, he beat a Republican. Huh. And it was it was a red district. And uh, and the district has gotten uh, bluer and bluer and bluer as re- reapportionment has happened, and he uh, he now has a, a very very deep blue district, and it's, which is also extremely progressive. So areas that he didn't represent when he was elected uh, have been have come into the district that that are really really uh, very very deeply progressive, mm-hmm. and the worst parts of the district. Uh, like up up in the rich parts of Pasadena, for example, those are all gone. They're not part of his district anymore. So he knows who he's 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 um, he's representing, and he's always said that that he, he that he wants to represent the people in his his constituents as he should. So, yeah, as he should. I, I think that you know I, I I would maybe feel more comfortable if if I thought that this was was his own personal beliefs, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter that no. much because it's how he votes. That's right. Now, although I will say Barbara Lee and Katie Porter both voted no yesterday, and Adam voted yes. Ah, did he? Okay. Yeah, but a lot of good people voted yes. Yes, I mean he I, wasn't I, like. You know, it wasn't that's not that doesn't and, say who. And I could argue, I could argue for either position because, frankly, the debt ceiling is stupid, and we shouldn't be having this discussion anyway. And you shouldn't be threatening the credit of the United States. Just yep. shouldn't be. I agree. But but you made another point though, and and you write yesterday, Politico reporter Stephen Shepard made the same mistake. Quote of the three Democratic candidates, Schiff's voting record is the least liberal. And I point this out, well, Howie. He's just, he's just wrong about that. Right. So you pointed out a mistake. So I found something in the Politico playbook this morning that struck a nerve with me because it pisses me off because the, the, they're lies by omission. 
Um, they were talking the, the, on the political playbook about the debt ceiling and McCarthy gets his signature win. Actually, they're saying both sides won. And they say, here, here's the quote. Yes, more Democrats than Republicans ultimately voted for the bill. Yes, that's something of a disappointment for McCarthy. Mustering 149 GOP yay votes, given that he'd reportedly guaranteed 150. Here's the line. But, they write, getting two thirds of House Republicans to back any and any is italicized and bolded to back any debt ceiling increase is a remarkable feat to which i say oops oh i'm on the wrong thing i'm on the wrong page to which i say bullshit bullshit to if they they it's like how they read the second amendment they conveniently leave out a few words as long as a democrat is in the white house of course if it's a Republican in the White House, they'll all back any debt ceiling increase. It's no remarkable feat. It's politics. Yeah. And it's how it is. And I, it's hard to believe that, that Politico would let that go by without looking <laughs> hard, at it. Hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Politico is still the same right wing rag it's always been. They do occasionally have good information, but you, you got to read between the lines because this is some bullshit. Just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what it is. And calling out the bullshit is what we try to do here. Um, on a completely different topic, because I'm so sick of all this politics. Um, I, you know, I know. Oh, wait, we, you yeah. don't want yes. I, I just want to add something. Please. That you you may already know, but I think a lot of your listeners don't know, which is that um, since we were talking about the California Senate race, yeah. it, it could uh, there could be a, a dangerous thing about to happen. Everyone expects that um, it's going to be a Democrat versus a Democrat, because we have a, jum- a jungle primary right. here, and the people who get the, the most votes, regardless of which party they're on, go on to, to the, uh, you know, the finals, the general election in November. And everyone was expecting it's going to probably be Adam Schiff and Katie Porter, that they would, they would be in, in a runoff in November. Uh-huh. However, now, do, do you know who Steve Garvey is? You do, I'm sure, right? The baseball player? The, that's right. Well, he is a Republican, oh, and of course he's he is. probably going to run. Wow. The idea there is that, well, you know, the Republicans saying, well, you know, look what we did with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Right. I mean, who, who would think like he would win and look, become governor? Look what they did. did. Look what they because did with Herschel Walker. <laughs> low information voters vote for him. Yes. I mean, most people don't know who these politicians are. No. That's why. So, so few people wind up voting. Like, who are these people? Like I said, when I was watching the speeches at the end of, of the, the uh, so-called debate yesterday, yeah. like, I was thinking, like I said, why would anyone vote for any of these clowns? I mean, I'm not even saying that they're bad uh, or good or anything. They're just like, why vote for them? Who are the hell are they? <laughs> and uh, I, I think most people think that way about about people who are running for the for Congress or the Senate. I mean, wait, just think about yourself. Do you know who the, these uh, judges are? No. And people running for town town council and stuff. Of course like that? No, not. None of us. Right. None of I us mean, do. I do. Learn. I try to we look try them to up. Figure it out. Right. And I get my ballot. And this is the reason I like my mail in ballot because I can sit with my ballot for a few days and open up the computer and Google. All of the judges running, all of the city people running, find out who they are and who is the least offensive to me. Yep. But most 70 percent of Americans yep. vote just based on party. Right. That's it. 
They don't even care who they are. They just yep. vote. But this, wait, I, I wonder what the other 30% do. Hopefully they're doing what you do and what I do. You would really think. really learn something about who they are. But I'm afraid they look at the names and they go, oh, I, you know what? I don't think a woman should have that job. I'll vote for the man. Or that one's got a Jewish last name. So they'll either vote for or against them because of that. You know, that's the kind of shit people do. It's yeah. guesswork. It's all guess. They, you know. They don't they don't take it seriously, which is sad, which is why we wind up the way we do. Yep, I, I agree with you. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what are you going to say? I mean, so Steve, Gar- but the thing Steve is, you Garvey. put a name in there that people know and, and everyone knows Steve Garvey. I mean, Adam Schiff is, is ahead right now, more or less. I mean, is what there was one poll that didn't show him ahead. But but he uh, he's usually considered to be the, the front runner. Why? Because he was on TV all the time, not because of much else besides right. that. But people, people got to know, know him, him to know he was him on TV an awful lot because of the impeachment. Thing. That's right. That's right. So they know. Him. Right. And well, that's for better or for worse, because remember, in the end, it's very, very likely that the, the 30 percent of Californians who are Republicans are going to probably make the difference, even if there are two Democrats in the um, in the in the election in November, Katie and Adam say, then um, Republicans are going to say Adam Schiff. Oh my God! I don't know who this Katie person is, but right. I'm voting for anybody who's not but Adam her. Schiff. Right. It right. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you. And it, yes, it could happen. Anything Garvey could happen. In, in the race, that, <clears throat> that changes everything. Well, I mean, there, there you're going to get a lot of low information voters who don't know anything about politics. But wow, did I go to a great game in uh, 1969? <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. And so, you know, this is Tommy Tuberville and Herschel Walker and all these people who either become the nominee or get into office and they have no business being there. Tommy Tuberville has no business being in the Senate. The reason he's there is because he was a football coach. Did you see what his brother said about him the other day? No. Oh, his brother went on. You should look this up. His brother went on Facebook and and denounced him as like a racist and a bigot. I don't want anybody like associating me with him. I have nothing to do with him. Wow. Wow. You know, I just named two of the things, but there were a lot of other things that he had to say about him. Oh, my God. Uh, meanwhile, the the governor, and I use the term very loosely, of Florida, who's na- who now doesn't know how to pronounce his name, apparently. He does. That sometimes he says, I'm I'm Ron DeSantis. Did you hear this? I'm Ron DeSantis. And sometimes uh, yes. he says, I'm Ron DeSantis. And, and, and apparently his campaign will not clarify which one is correct? DeSantis. Here we go. I'm Ron DeSantis. I am Ron DeSantis. This is Governor Ron DeSantis. Hello, this is Governor Ron DeSantis wishing what? everyone what? a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Governor Ron DeSantis. Okay, enough of him. But, you know, he'll, he'll go either way, but will his office will not say what the preferred pronunciation of his name is. He's a weirdo. He's, Did you see uh, the, the post that I just put up uh, today about his wife? Well, no, but his wife, she, let me tell you something. Um, Casey, Casey DeSantis is a scary, scary woman. And she's like the power she's behind a lot him. scarier when you read the piece. I put oh, I will. Just the stuff everybody knows. She's a, she's a mafia princess comes right from one of the uh, mafia, you know, the Lucchese family in, uh, 
uh, in Philadelphia. Her her, um, her uncle is uh, Tony, uh. or was, he was found in his uh, naked and beaten to death in the trunk of his car, but he's Tony Bananas. And, uh, you know, so, so, you know, I'm not saying that she and, and, uh, Mussolini wannabe are, are, are mafia people, uh-huh. but she, that's where she comes from. Wow. I'm not surprised. She you know, is. You know what her nickname is, of course, I'm sure, right? Uh, I, I don't. The scorekeeper. <laughs> the scorekeeper. Um, yeah. Well, she's. You know who calls her that? Uh, Republican. Republican. Yeah. Oh, she's the power behind the man. She she calls all the shots. Well, I I've hated her ever since. Well, I've I've hated her since I first saw her on that commercial where Ron DeSantis puts their three little children in Trump gear and he's like, build the wall. And they're doing the whole Trump thing. But then she you know, she allegedly got breast cancer and she does this crying ad i was getting treatment for breast cancer and this is who my husband is he actually took care of our children while i couldn't that's his job that's what a husband and a father does we think that because he did that he deserves to be governor or president like what yeah uh, yeah, you just, know, whoever wrote that for her, uh, I guess thought that it would it would be uh, effective. It was it was insulting, just insulting, insulting. And, and I guess that was like one of the few times that she's been out in public without a cape. <laughs> yes, she wears the cape. She she fashions herself as Jackie O. Uh, did Ronnie more Ronnie even said, "Oh, if we were Democrats, she'd be on the cover of all the fashion magazines." Oh, I didn't do it in his voice. If we if we were Democrats, she'd be on the cover of all the fashion magazines. What do people ever talk about that nasal voice of his? I do. <laughs> don't know. People do. I hit fingernails on a blackboard to me. So, yeah. <laughs> eh. uh, did you hear him yell at the the, the reporter today? So yes, I did. he's in <laughs> Iowa. Are you and, blind? <laughs> he's in he's in Iowa, and he um. You know, is doing the showing that he can do the retail campaigning thing, and he doesn't do the Q and A that candidates do when they do a meeting like this. So a, a reporter asks him, um, "Why don't you take questions from the public?" And how does he respond by yelling at the uh, at the reporter? Here, 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 here's the exchange. Why not take any questions from voters, governor? Ugh, he's just he's just horrible. He's got no as we used to say, couth. Yep. <laughs> oh god. This is gonna be a long couple of years. Um Okay, so in the, in, the, in the couple of minutes we have left, this stuff obviously gets me riled up and crazy. So I retreat, you know, there's the music, obviously, that I, that I love that helps calm in my blood pressure and all that. But there are also a few TV shows that I really like. And sadly, three of them came to an end in the last, well, a couple of them just this week, but a couple in, in, in the last few weeks. Um, first of all, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Howie. Do you ever watch that? I, not the new season. Where, where, where is that on? It's on Prime. It's the final I, season. I, How come, uh, I mean, okay, I'll have to, I mean, they're, they're all available. They're now, all right? available. The, fin, the finale. I watched, 
I watched everything previous to this season, and I loved it. I oh had my a really, God. really good time with, uh, watching that show. Yeah, so you got to watch this last season because it was really good. They wrapped it up so well. Oh, and it, it's it's not what you expect at all. It's, it's and a, is it the end of the season or the end of the series? It's the end of the series. It's the end of the oh. series, and so I cried. Um, and you <laughs> you will. I mean, if you're a, if an emotional person like me, you will. Um, it, it was so good. And then... Sunday night succession air, air ends the ends its series. This is a series about a family of people who you hate. David wouldn't watch it because we watched the first episode. He said there's not one sympathetic character here. There's not one I character I like. Weird? I know. It's wild. And yet they I mean, sucked me in. Loves it and no one liked any of them. Not a single one. They are all despicable people. And basically, you know what? They're based on uh, Rupert Murdoch and his family. So that well, it- there are different things about that. Yes, I mean you can't discount that. But you know, there's the Trump family as well. Yes, by the way. that's right. Well, it's a it's a compendium. You know, it's a it's an amalgam of a few different despicable creatures, and it's all of them. It's all of them. Yes, I could definitely see the Trump spawn in the Roy offspring for sure. Um, yep. And and yesterday I thought, well, Chip Roy, I think he's the fifth Roy child because he's as despicable <laughs> as the rest of them. Um, and then last night, Ted Lasso. Oh, did you have you watched Ted Lasso at all? No, I haven't. Oh my god, I haven't seen. Okay, you that's must. Only available on Apple. Apple. Right? It's on Apple. And the funny thing is, is that I, I get that for free because I, I buy Apple stuff, uh-huh. but I've never figured out how to hook it up and make it work. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I don't watch it. Okay. You must, because here's my, my thought. And we, we first, when we first put it on, the first episode, it was so corny. It's like, oh, God, this is stupid. And we didn't watch it. And... Then I kept reading all this stuff about it. I'm like, no, we need to go back. And I went and watched the first season and I told David, you need to watch this. It is so good. I will say really? it as for the times we're living in right now, this is exactly what we need because it's a it's about an inherently really good person. Just somebody who's nice, has no ulterior motives, who is just genuinely kind and the people around it, it rubs off. It it was so wonderful. And the finale, yeah, it'll make you cry, but in a good way. It, it's wonderful. I can't recommend it highly enough, especially if you're cynical and, you, and you're crazy of all this stuff. It's what we need right now. We need more Ted Lasso. And they ended, well, we don't know for sure that they ended the series, although they ended the series. Yeah. So that's my recommendation. You got to watch the last season of Mrs. Maisel. And for anybody who hasn't watched it at all, watch it all. Oh, my God. Um, and, and yeah, so those are my three choices. And they Can all I ended. Can I you something that just came across on uh, Vice? Uh-oh, yeah. An AI-enabled drone killed its human operator in a simulated test conducted by the U.S. Air Force <gasps> in order to override a possible no order, stopping it from completing its mission. Oh, my God, you know, just and it's in the news now that they're warning that the AI could be the, our annihilation. This could be the end of everything. And here you go. Wow. And we thought it was bad that chat GBT was making up facts, alternate Which facts. Does. I know it does. Of the facts that uh, chat GPT has given me have been wrong. Wrong. Me too. 
I tried to get some real information out of it to figure out a program that I'm trying to learn. And it was all wrong. It made shit up. It's like Fox. I I, I started calling it Fox because when you tell it, it, it's not true. It apologizes. In fact, it says, oh, I apologize. Yes, I know. It apologizes. And then it will give you more wrong facts. Do not apologize. And it still apologizes. I know. And then it will say, okay, well, here, this is real. And that's made up, too. I mean, let me get, you want to hear an example of, of what it made up for me? Sure. Okay. I mean, this could get boring, but they, uh, I'll try to make it not boring. It's okay. But, but I was trying to figure out through American history, how many congressmen have been um, convicted and went to jail. So I want to know how many went to jail, what the, and what they went to jail for, and, and what the name of the jail was. What, what prison did uh-huh. they go to? Right. So it's giving me a long, long list, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing names that I recognize, and then I saw a name in that long list with how much time this person served and what prison they were in, and of course, what they were charged with. Right. I knew something about that person. I knew that the person was found innocent. Oh my <laughs> didn't God. Go to prison. So I said, what the hell are you, did you make this up? Why are you telling me what prison he went to? He, he was innocent. Oh, I apologize. Oh my God. Well, but the, the, so it just came, come over that, that it, it killed its human operator. You're correct in calling this thing. How? Yes, I, I, I always call it hell. I know. Well, for anybody who's never watched 2001 Space Odyssey, that's where hell comes from. And wow, that, I mean, I'm, that, that's, that stopped me in my tracks. That's, I'm, it's not surprising, especially since at the top of the news is, uh, you know, AI could be the end of humanity. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, the end of that person's humanity. Oh, shit. Wow. Why am I laughing? It's horrible. Did it's you horrible. Imagine? family what is what is his wife going to tell his kids right and this is Daddy like by a robot and yes. it's the american military you know that wow um uh, there was did you hear about the lawyer who who used chat gpt to get, write his arguments and 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 it cited three cases that were made up that was bullshit and the and it was the the other side that said what these these cases are not cases right that's the thing about chat gpt uh, professors complain that the students are using it to write papers. Well, if the professor is so stupid that it can't tell the difference of all the bullshit, then they don't deserve to be professor. That's right. That is true. And that I'm going true. out with the professor for dinner tonight, and uh, I'll, I'll have this debate with him. <laughs> strange days. These are strange days indeed. Yes. Oh, boy. All right. Well... Onward and upward, just another day in the neighborhood. Howie Klein, find him a down with tyranny. Oh, one last thing. Um, um, what was I going to ask you about? Uh, oh, 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 Jamie Raskin. Is Jamie Raskin going to run for Senate? Um, well, he told me that he would make his announcement around Memorial Day, which has now passed. Yes. Uh, and I read today, and I saw you retweeted me, that um, he's still thinking about, uh, about it. So, so it's, not, it's not out of the question now. My, my gut feeling is is that if he was going to announce, he would have by now. But, you know, he has, I, don't think he's made, I don't think he's made up his mind. I think he's still thinking about it. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I love what, yes, I did retweet you what he said. I, I'm thinking about throwing my bandana in the ring. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love know, him. Funny, the thing is, is that, you know, when you think about who's, who's in the Senate now, there are very, very few really good ones. I know. And, you know, Bernie, and Bernie's very old, and Elizabeth yep. Warren is not exactly young. 
And uh, having someone of the caliber of Jamie Raskin in the Senate would be amazing. And, when, and I don't really know uh, this woman who's in the race now. I, I've heard that she's okay, but no one has said that she's fantastic. Right. Just that she's, she's okay. And then the other guy who's running, David Trone, is just absolutely horrible. He would just be, you know, nauseating, either as a Democrat or a Republican. He'd just be a bit, just another shitty senator. And, and then you think of a guy like Jamie Raskin. Oh, please. He'd like bring up the, the IQ of the Senate immediately. That he, as soon as he went in, the average IQ would raise. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, boy, uh, we need him. And, and apparently he says he's cancer-free, that he's in remission. Yeah. That's... He's in, yep, it would, be great to have, it would be great to have him in the Senate. I would, I, it would just be so wonderful. He says he's loving his role in the House now, mm. so I can understand that. And I've heard that from other people in the House, too, who have said the same thing, that they don't want to run for the Senate because they're, they're loving being in the House and doing what they do. And they're, <laughs> you know, so. Wow. See, that, I, all I can think of is who would want to go into that atmosphere every day dealing with the Boberts and the, and the, and the, and the Greens and the Gomerts and the, Tommy Turville. Well, right, exactly. Yeah, but there's fewer of them. <laughs> well, you're right, but then there's Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah, there is. Hopefully not for too much longer. Oh, yeah, there is. I know. You're depressing me. I need to go watch Ted Lasso again. I think I'm going to go back to the beginning and watch the whole series over again. It was only three seasons, which is so sad because we, uh, 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 seriously, watch it. And then all I can say is one word. I'll leave you with one word. I think I have a new sign off for the show. Believe. Oh. Believe. You'll get it when you watch the show. You'll get it. You'll, you'll understand. Anyway, Howie Klein, have a wonderful rest of the week. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you next Thursday. Yep, I'll look forward to it. Okay. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, uh, we're done. Uh, that's enough for today. I didn't do any commercials. That's okay. Um, buy a BlendJet too. Use the promo code FEEDME12, BlendJet.com. You'll thank me later because it's really cool. And if you need therapy, hello, check out BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash Nicole Sandler. They'll know I sent you. They'll give you 10% off your first month if you sign up for a therapy deal. Um, I am getting, you can't tell, but I am getting, <laughs> I'm getting help from it. Uh, I need more help, but I'm getting help. All right. With that, we're done. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure what we're doing tomorrow yet, but I'll figure it out by, <laughs> by showtime tomorrow. Um, I, I, if, if the person that I'm hoping comes on, comes on, you're going to want to be here. That's all I'll say. All right. It's June. Pride month. We're going to be very prideful this month, especially since Florida's trying to outlaw it. Just saying. Okay. Enough. Happy birthday, Earl Thomas. I didn't know it was, but happy birthday. Daughters are using better help. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. No, I'm, I'm really impressed with this service. Uh, again, as someone who has gotten really upset because I've been unable to find a local therapist, you know, who takes my insurance, who could, it, it, it's, it's more of a hassle than it's worth. And it, and it makes me feel worse. Better help is easy and it helps. So, all right, Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Barton hands just ended in the chat room. Last thing in the chat room says Bruce Springsteen. 
that's a good way to end any show. And I'd play a song for you if I could, but I'd get copyright violated, so I won't. Anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Bye.